If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I don't think there was a bigger winner yesterday in week one than just the NFL as a whole. They always win. I mean, with that Steelers and Bengals craziness, with the upsets that happened in week one, they always bleep and win. You know, there was the U.S. Open men's finals yesterday. Oh, was did there? You, did you watch oh, that? Oh, was there really? I know you're a big awards guy fan. Did you know that the Emmys had to be moved to tonight because NBC was like, do we play the Emmys or do we play Sunday Night Football? Hmm. I didn't even know that the Emmys were tomorrow either. Or today, tonight now, or whatever. Today. Like, football is king, and you saw Always. so many examples yesterday of why that's the case and why it dominates the ratings. What a phenomenal week one it was around the league. Obviously, here locally, we were in the midst of one of the best games of the week, but there was a lot of great drama throughout the league, and couple of upsets that really kind of turned my head to start things off here. And the f- the first one is what the heck happened in Tennessee with the New York Giants just running all over Tennessee, pulling off a 21-20 to upset. And you want to talk about the Dayballs on Brian Dayball. That guy going for it for, for two mm-hmm. to win the game instead of tying it, I love it. I wish more co- more coaches would do it. And – he put the ball in his best player's hands, meaning Saquon Daniel Jones, Barkley. get it into Saquon Barkley's hands as fast <laughs> as he possibly can. Daniel Jones, uh, could you step aside and make sure you just make sure uh, Saquon gets Did the Did you ball, notice, please? by the way, on that two-point conversion, the scheme or the shovel pass didn't lead him open? He had to make like two guys miss and then power his way through another guy to get into the end zone. So it was literally just... He's just that good. They should have just made 26 take the snap, to be honest with you. Like, let's just like Kind of like the, the Le'Veon Bell against the yeah. Chargers from a like, couple of years ago. Forget the formality. Yeah. Just give this guy the ball and get him in the end zone. But... Safe to say Saquon's back in your mind? Uh, I don't know. That Tennessee defense is a little sketchy. But 18 carries for 164 yes. yards. Yes. And then that go-ahead two-point conversion on top of also scoring a touchdown. I think he had 194 total yards. That's really that's damn That's, that's why I mean, you drafted him in, what, number two overall? Uh, I don't— Yeah, it was, was it Baker, then it was him. I mean, yeah— I, it's tough because he's been hurt the, every year of his career except for his rookie year, so let's see him do it over the course of the season. But for sure, this was a great a great step in the right direction if you're Saquon. Right? You just needed that that game to say, oh, I can do it. I, I, I'm still this great back out of Penn State. But on the other side of things now, I'm sure you're feeling some optimism if you're in New York. Tennessee, kind of everybody was saying, including us on this year podcast, eh, we don't really believe in Tennessee this year. And we're not as high on Tennessee as we have been in past years. I think the Colts are going to win this division. I, 
I don't think Tennessee's going to be as good as Vrabel's had them. AFC Championship game, uh, making runs, winning the number one seed. It's going to be some regression this year. And boy, that's a tough game to drop right off the bat, especially because you're at home and especially because that should be a pretty easy win for you. And then you got to go to Buffalo next week after dropping that one. Mm -hmm. Then you have the Raiders. Then you go to Indianapolis. I mean, things are getting really hairy for the Titans already, dropping a game that they had no business dropping to the New York Giants at home. I'm trying to find the line on it, the original line for the game. It had to be like Titans minus seven or Titans something like that. And I think we were both considering it for a triple play, and we both were a little sketching on it. Five and a half, Tennessee. Five and a half, and we were both saying. Yeah, the Giants are going to be terrible. We barely talked about that game on our Fireside Friday episode. Oh, yeah, I thought it was going to be easy 1-0 start for Tennessee. You're in ten- You're playing in Nashville. You're playing against Daniel Jones. Who did not play incredibly well. I know he had a big connection for 65 yards with Sterling Shepard. Yeah, right. But, I mean, he wasn't an overwhelming factor. It was all 26 in the defense yes. that carried the day for the Giants. And maybe just a lackluster performance by uh, number 22, in blue and blue. Very impressive from Dable in his first game, too, sure. as a head coach. I mean, Urban Meyer <laughs> really showed you how it can be pretty embarrassing if you're a bad head coach uh, during the season, like last year. Just a train wreck from the start. So good to see Dable uh, kind of inspire confidence in the Giants' decision to sign him. A couple of new coaches got off the ground with a, a win under their belt in their first experience mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, But the other big upset, and probably the biggest upset of the day, was one that I called in our triple play. Oh, yeah? I I mean, I don't want to say I called the upset, but I said that the Bears would cover. The Bears covered six and a half points and won by nine points themselves. They also were not overwhelming. You know, both teams that pulled these Mm -hmm. upsets, yeah, of course, the Giants were overwhelming on their ground game, but neither of them really made you go, whoa, this team could be really good this year. It was more like, wow, the Titans, or wow, the Niners, maybe not the best decision to go with Jimmy G or put Jimmy G on the bench and put Trey Lance in the game. 19-10 to victory for Chicago. They get another big play from Justin Fields, similarly to the big play that Daniel Jones hit for the Giants to help them win that game. So capitalizing on a big play, defense carrying the day. Trey Lance threw an interception. He was 13 for 28 for 164 yards. He was their leading rusher as well with 13 carries and 54 yards. Do you think things are getting a little tight in San Fran? Well, we've been now talking about how Steelers fans coming with the pitchfork and torches for Mitch Trubisky's head. What do you think San Francisco fans are doing for Trey Lance right now? I I really got to wonder... If not just the fan base is starting to wonder if they need to move to Jimmy G already, because that was very uninspiring from Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a game. I know the other team only scores 19 points. If you're supposed to be the guy, you should score 20, right? And win that game. Read me off Justin Fields' stat line real quick eight for 17 for 121 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. The Bears really committed to run first, though. 37 rushes to 17 passes. Only throwing the ball 17 times in an NFL game in 2022 is pretty archaic. But, Jacob, Trey Lance attempted 11 more passes than Justin Fields, and he only completed five more catches. So his completion percentage wasn't exactly off the charts either. No, it wasn't. I'm not saying saying it was, but I was pointing out Justin Fields – 
to have that kind of stat line and the Bears or and the Niners not take advantage of it. You still allow 19 points by the opposing offense, and you can only score 10 yourself. I don't think I would have wished going and watching this game in person on my worst enemy. Well, first of all, the rain made it a really ugly game. Oh, did you see that clip in the stands of the Niners fan just getting dumped on because the gutter, no. I guess, on top of the, no. the first awning in the upper deck was just pouring water yeah. down on top of him. He looked like he was on the Raging Rapids mm. at Kennywood. I did not see it's, it, but I did see like I did see the game. Justin Fields slide at the end of the game. Did you see that? When oh, they yeah, when they the when they when they finally when they did the, the last kneel down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree with you with 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 uh Chicago's commitment to the run came in various ways. I mean, Justin Fields had 11 carries. David Montgomery ran the ball 17 times for only a one and a half yard average though. Yeah, so he was literally just like a crash test running into a brick wall. Clear, Her- Khalil Herbert though had a decent game. 9 carries for 45 yards. Stop me if you've heard this one before, but the uh, yeah, Fal- Falcons blew a 26 to 10. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just horrible. Atlanta. Maybe you're just better off without a team. Did you see their coach after the game? Too? I did not. He no. was like, he just got so snappy with the media. And he was like, he's like, whatever. You rid us off in May. You buried us in May. You'll bury us now. It doesn't matter to us. We're just going to put our heads down and get to work. It's like, dude, you blew a 26 to 10 lead. Like, how about some better management? Seventeen. We saw so many coaches. Eberflus with the Bears, the Dolphins, McDaniel. We'll get into him in a second. Uh, the the Giants with Dable, the Vikings with O'Connell. We've seen so many rookie coaches get off to a great start, and then this one for the Falcons. Horrible. Arthur Smith just falls Set, right on his face. Outscored seventeen to three in the fourth quarter. Ironically, though, he lost to another rookie head coach. Though. Yes, <laughs> the other yes. side of the ball. I don't. Um, I'm forgetting where the Atlanta head coach came from, but at least the Saints guy I know has been with the team for a significant amount of time. That's always, I think, a little bit of an added bonus when you're a rookie head coach. At least you're familiar with the team. The guys are familiar with you. Even though they only scored 27 points and had to make a furious comeback, a lot of guys you could have had on your fantasy team for. The Saints, and you would have had a good day. I was happy with Michael Thomas. A lot of people were saying, "What are you doing, risking that?" He hasn't played a game in three years. Essentially, I, they put there was a lot of stats being put up in this game. Thomas had fifty-seven yards and two tutties. Two tutties. Jarvis Landry. <laughs> Jarvis Landry had seven catches for one hundred and fourteen yards. That's a great day. Taysom Hill had four carries for eighty-one yards. Dude's averaging twenty point three yards per carry, and he had a touchdown. Kamara. Only nine carries for Kamara, even though he was averaging 4.3 uh, yards on the ground. They were down the majority of this football game, though, so kind of makes sense mm-hmm. why you would abandon the run. Although 19 carries, 151 yards, that's something that they're probably looking at and saying, hey, let's not get down early in these games because it looks like we might have a pretty stout running attack. What's crazy is that of those 151, who led the team in rushing? That's what I said, Taysom Hill, yeah, 20.3 yards per carry. Well, one of them came on like a 60-yard 57 run. 57-yarder, yeah. and he scored a touchdown. They some help. They're going to continue to use him creatively. Clearly. As long as I, I, I said this, as long as he we doesn't were, take snaps away from Jameis. I said when we were doing our season, he didn't pre- throw an interception. By the way, he did not. Two two touchdowns, two zero tutties? interceptions. <laughs> two touchdowns, no interceptions. Eight yard average uh, per completion. Two hundred seventy yards on the day. He kind of like slept blocked through the first three quarters, and then the fourth quarter was just like, up. boom game. And then it was him and Michael Thomas show. Him the him and Michael Thomas show. Did have four sacks, though, lost a lot of yards there, 35 yards loss on those four He's sacks. He's a quarterback that holds onto the ball for an eternity. Yes, though. and so that's why you have yeah. four sacks. Despite the Saints having a decent offensive line, not not great, but certainly better than than I would say 
at least a third of the league. Uh, but the Saints, I, I said this in our season prediction episode last week. If Jameis stays healthy and they don't try to get too creative with Taysom Hill and throw him in there and, and take snaps away from Jameis Winston, then yes, the Saints can be a good team. I don't foresee them winning the division. I, I know some people have actually had the Saints winning the NFC South. I think as long as Brady is around in Tampa, the Bucks will win it. But the Saints could easily be a wild card team if Jameis continue, continues to stay healthy and not make big Jameis-like mistakes. I that's, think that's, that's the issue is that I think he, he, he can be good, but he can also be prone to making mistakes that he doesn't need to make. A couple make. interceptions in a game like that, and that might be the backbreaker. Yes. You, know, you need to be able to keep the ball and have as many possessions as possible when you're trying to come back from a 16-point deficit like the Saints did. Best loss of the of the week one Sunday slate. The Lions mm. losing to three against the Eagles. The Jaguars only losing by five to the Commanders in Washington. Or... Was it the Raiders just barely getting edged out by the Chargers? I'd in LA. say the I say the Lions. I say taking the Lions it to too. taking it the distance with Philadelphia. Philadelphia at one point was up by multiple touchdowns throughout the game. Here, here you go. Philadelphia was up twenty-one to seven in the second quarter. They were up thirty-one to fourteen in the third. They were up thirty-eight to twenty-one later in the third. They were up by two touchdowns three different times in this game. And Detroit still managed to only lose by three points. It's the same thing that we saw from Detroit last year. Like they're they get blown out, but they never quit. Like wasn't it a game against the Niners last year where they were down by like eighteen touchdowns? It felt like, and then you looked up at the end. of the It was game week. It were, was actually the week one game. And now that you mentioned, they it. almost won. Yeah, like they, they almost I don't know if they almost came them. back, but San Fran jumped out to a huge lead, and they both kind of kept scoring. But at the end of the day, I think Detroit put up like close to thirty points that game. Campbell's got something about him that Some makes grass. these guys play hard for him. But you just you need you need to start seeing wins now. And yes. if you're gonna put up thirty five points at home, you kinda wanna win those games no matter who you're playing against. Like the Lions offense, I don't think anybody really expected them to be thirty five points. Getting into a shootout, kind of especially team. an offense led by Jared Goff, who everyone said is pretty much vanilla, pretty much just average to below average. Well, they weren't led by Jared Goff. No, they weren't. They, they were, were led, led by, by the running attack. Swift. Yes, yeah. Jamal Williams chipped in twenty-eight yards on eleven carries. Twenty-eight carries for the Detroit rushing attack. Thirty-seven passing attempts for Detroit in the game. But yeah, I mean, two hundred fifty yards, five point eight per completion. Not really that great. Jalen Hurts, on the other hand. Didn't really, you know, show out. Only 18 for 32. But 7.6 yards per completion, 243 yards total. He's pushing the ball down the field. He avoided sacks. He avoided turnovers. Are you going to mention and his run game? man, did he tear it yeah. up in the ground. Like, that's really where the 17 the carries. Them. 17 rushing attempts by Jalen Hurts. Wasn't led even the leading team. rusher. No, but he led the team in rushing attempts. Yep. Miles Sanders, though, who you've always been banging the drum for being a very underrated running back, 96 yards on 13 carries, 7.4 yards. Everybody who had at least one rushing attempt in this game for the Eagles scored had a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott also got in the end zone. So the Eagles ran the hell out of the ball. Both of these teams were run heavy. Funny to see them be so run heavy and so successful on the ground and be the score so high scoring that it was. And then even when uh, Jalen Hurts was able to move the ball down the field via the pass, you look at the game that A.J. Brown had, his Eagles debut, 10 catches, 155 yards. 
the 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 so 155 of Hurts is 243 yards. So went it's to AJ Brown. Pretty fair to say you know who Jalen Hurts' favorite target is. Yeah, I would not want to have uh, Devontae Scott. Okay, so the biggest question mark of the Devontae day Smith, for the Eagles Devontae side: Scott. zero targets, zero receptions. It's a fluke. It has to be it's right. A fluke. He'll get he'll get his. Devonte Smith's a great receiver. How are you a former Heisman winner, first oh, uh, uh, first round pick? What top five or top, top seven or top something? 10. He went, and you have zero catches. Sorry, he had four targets, zero catches. It's okay. It's a fluke. I mean, at least he had four targets. He just did not have a good game. But hey, the more and more that AJ Brown establishes himself and shows that he's such a force, there's going to be a lot of single coverage for Devonte Smith to eat up. Yes. Uh, he had 916 yards last year. I wouldn't pull the plug just yet. Jake. No, I'm not. But, I mean, that was because he didn't have A.J. Brown playing. He's going to take all those. those I'm not going to say all away. of it, but it's it's very fair to say or very fair to, to predict that A.J. Brown is going to be wide receiver one this season by a significant margin. Not like you're going to get Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in, in, uh, in Tampa Bay or when Stephon Diggs was in Minnesota – now, because we know how good Justin Jefferson is, but when Diggs was there, Adam Thielen and, and Stephon Diggs were pretty much equals there. It seems that Devonte Smith will be the second fiddle, but I don't—I just don't know how the guy ended up with zero receptions. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Checking in on our brethren in the AFC North, the Ravens beat the Jets 24-9. to It was close for a little bit. It was 10-3 to at halftime, and then in the third quarter, the Ravens exploded for two touchdowns. Uh, Lamar Jackson found Rashad Bateman for 55 yards down the field. If Bateman can establish himself as uh, Jackson's new go-to as far as the home run is concerned, that'd be huge well, that, because that... they lose Hollywood Brown, which mm-hmm. was his bread and butter for a long time in Baltimore. So hopefully Bateman can step up and fill that void if you're the Ravens, and Pretty much just a total classic business taking care of game against the Jets. Your offense was slow to start, but had some good things going for it. And you get a comfortable win by uh, at least two touchdowns. Yeah, and you were talking about that Rashad Bateman fill-in job for Marquise Brown. That long touchdown is exactly what the Ravens love to do with Marquise Brown. I just don't, I don't get how they have that guy get so wide open. Wide open. It feels like to me, Tom, every every season opener. The Ravens just look like this fluid offensive machine, no rust, no issues whatsoever, and that's what we got again on, on Sunday. We saw a this this bomb of a touchdown pass when everyone is is so quick to say, "Oh, well, Lamar is just a rusher. Lamar is just a running back who who lines up at quarterback." No, he can throw the ball, and they get lucky. They have a guy now. It seems to be in Rashad Bateman who can be that home run hitter. I just love that it's 2022 and Joe Flacco threw 59 passes in a football game. He almost threw 60 passes. I don't get that. I mean, maybe you do because they were down for the majority of the game, but they weren't down by like four touchdowns. No, it was the, 10 to three at halftime. The final, yeah, and the final score was what 24 to nine. And you you go out and you use what your second round draft pick on Brees Hall. Yeah, he barely got any play. Michael Carter was their number one back. Brees Hall six carries for 23 yards. 
I just love that we can go to ESPN.com and go to the stats page, and you know they always give the picture for the top five in each category, and Joe Flacco's there, baby. Number five. In passing Fifth downs? most passing yards. Oh, yards, really? seven yards. He's coming for the well, Yeah, pass. the guy threw 60 passes. Dude, he's only like 53 yards behind Mahomes for the lead. He's coming for that crown this year. <laughs> he's coming for that passing yards king uh, this season. Uh, Browns. Edged out Baker Mayfield in Baker's revenge game. They got out to a really good lead, too. It was 20-7 to entering the fourth quarter. Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt had the first two touchdowns, but Kareem Hunt was also a huge factor. Carolina was able to make things very interesting as Baker tried to frantically guide a comeback, but ultimately fell short with a field goal attempt that went awry. Browns hold on 26-24, to so... Bengals the only team in the AFC North that didn't get a win in week one because they lost to an AFC North team. And not only that, but another AFC North game that featured crazy special teams play to end the game. Jacoby Brissett, 18 for 34, 147 yards and a touchdown. Clearly not utilizing him in any creative way or having him win you the game. They ran the ball 39 times to 34 pass attempts. Chubb, like you said, at a monster day, 22 carries, 141 yards, 11 for 46 for Kareem Hunt. The team as a whole had 217 yards on the ground and a touchdown against Carolina. And the defense held Carolina to just 54 yards on the ground. They sacked Baker Mayfield four times. They had four quarterback hits on those four sacks. And I have to imagine that, oh, excuse me, I was looking at the, uh, they had six quarterback hits on the four sacks, did the Browns. And Mm -hmm. you have to imagine Miles Garrett had a lot of fun with the two sacks he had on Baker Mayfield. I'm sure that felt pretty good. Yeah, did you hear also how Baker Mayfield, what last sometime last week, had said uh, some disparaging remarks against the Browns, and then just last week, or, or, or like just on Friday, I believe, he had said, "Oh, I never said that." You guys are making that <laughs> up. <laughs> Getting a little nervous. Do you think that he could lose the game and then just look like an idiot for making those comments? Well, he lost the game. He and did lose the game. Like an idiot. Sixteen for twenty-seven, two hundred thirty-five yards. A touchdown and an interception for Baker Mayfield. Christian McCaffrey just had no room to run. Ten carries for 33 yards. Uh, well, biggest... Maybe a good thing. He lives to see another day, right? Biggest player. <laughs> he did leave the stadium healthy, right? Yeah. Biggest player for the Carolina uh, Panthers side of things was Robbie Anderson with his five catches, 102 yards, and a touchdown for the Panthers. But AFC North, we knew it was going to be a dogfight all year long, and pretty much everybody's out of the gate running. Uh, obviously, the Bengals suffered an L, but how close to a win against an AFC North team can you get than the Bengals did? So, so far, week one out of 18, confirmed AFC North is going to be pretty damn tight this year. Pretty damn hard to win, I would say, too. Would Bengals are that. already a game behind Baltimore, and those are the two teams that everyone was predicting to win this division. Pittsburgh, I think, for the majority, we're saying could be as finish as the third best team, maybe sneak in as the seventh seed overall, but right now Cincinnati down down early. Speaking of teams that people predicted to win the division, the Minnesota Vikings got off to a pretty Who interesting start. Who predicted them to win their division? I don't know, but people have been telling me I'm very crazy for not just this past year, but for a while being high on this Vikings team. Dude, I think they got a pretty good head coach in this O'Connell guy. He, I was watching that game while we were working. Well, it's nice to have show. a coach that doesn't hate you in Mike Zimmer. Yeah, first of all, that's a great step forward. But he looks the part. Like He looked active on the sidelines. I think he's got a very creative offensive mind, which you need to have when you have so many weapons. 
Jefferson had his best receiving game of his career. 184 yards was a career best. He also had two toddies. <laughs> Kirk Cousins protected the ball and played well. 277 yards through the air. Two toddies. <laughs> 90 yards on the ground for Dalvin Cook. I mean, it was just dominant on both sides of the ball for the Vikings in this game. They scored at least a point in every single quarter, seven in the first, ten in the second, and then field goals the rest of the way in the third and the fourth. Only one touchdown for the Packers on the board. I mean, good start for Minnesota if they want to make a run for that NFC North. But remember last year when Rodgers lost 38-3 to in Week 1 and then went to win the back-to-back MVP award and win the division. And I, Did they get the one seed? They did. They got they the did. one seed, yeah. So pump your brakes a little bit if you're Minnesota high like I am, but great start. Couldn't have asked for a better start. And I, I don't disagree with you, but I'll flip the, the story over to the other side of the ball for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is probably crying himself to sleep last night. He didn't have missing his de- Missing Devontae Adams. All those receivers, I don't, you could, Tom, we need to go on Google and find like a random name gener- generator, right? First name, last name. And I, I would say if you told me a name off of that generator, I'd say, yeah, that's probably a receiver for the Packers this year. Couldn't name you any of them, really, except for Christian Watson, who was their draft pick, but they're not their first, not their second, their third draft pick of the year this past year. Uh, did you see that Jordan Love had some action in this game, too? Yeah, they took him out because, I mean, I guess you don't want to get Aaron Rodgers hurt when the game's out of No, the, the only time we're going to help Aaron Rodgers is when the team is getting blown out against a division opponent in Week 1, so we want to save him rather than helping him in the draft getting offensive weapons, shoring up the offensive line, rather than just going with David Bakhtiari. No, we're just going to pull you out at the end of the game. Aaron Rodgers threw his first interception in this game against an NFC North opponent since 2019. 38 games. 2019 was the last time an NFC North opponent picked off Aaron Rodgers. Harrison Smith and the Minnesota Vikings checked that box in Week 1, 2020. Harrison Smith, familiar foe to the Pittsburgh Steelers particularly Pat Fryermuth. Speaking of familiar foes for the Pittsburgh Steelers, next week's opponent comes into Acroshore Stadium 0-1. The Dolphins spanked up on the Patriots 20-7, a game that they were in control from the start and never really seized it. any momentum back to New England. It was 17-0 Miami at halftime. Great defense. Tua played efficiently in that Mike McDaniel offense, 270 yards and a touchdown, 23 for 33. Uh, Tyreek Hill's still really fast, even though he's in Miami, and he's yes. still really good at this sport. Yes. He had eight catches for 94 yards. Yes. Great start if you're Miami, and if you're New England, you're really worried about that offense being able to compete this year. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they will at all. I think this could be the bottoming out of this franchise. This could be, you know, I know they had a couple of – they had a what a losing record in in twenty twenty with Cam Newton at the helm for most of it. They went seven and nine, and then last year they snuck into the playoffs with Mac Jones in his rookie year. But we know how that playoff appearance went. Buffalo had what pe- many many call the perfect game, right? There were no turnovers. There were all touchdown drives or all scoring drives. This could be given how bad this Patriots offense is, and I pointed out earlier they lost multiple starters on that offensive line, this really could be the worst year of Belichick as the Patriots head coach. Week one's you two should be ashamed of yourself game of the week (laughs) goes to the Colts and the Texans for for tying in week one. Another missed field goal. I'm not going to even put the Texans in that group. I'm just going to say you should be ashamed of yourselves, Indianapolis. Well, that's not how it works, Jacob. It's the you two should be ashamed of yourself game of the week. 
The game of the week. It's a two-way street here. Featured the the singular team. Don't is, tie. Houston can win too. The, the the singular team of that group that should be ashamed of themselves is Indianapolis. Does Houston have a quarterback in Davis Mills? <laughs> He's not bad. <laughs> I try. I got talked into Davis Mills not being terrible. Uh, by Matt and Dale from the drive, and, and they're right. He's not bad. I don't know if he's great. He's not he's a quarterback. Not he's not the long. But Indianapolis, I said I said this to you yesterday before the game resulted in a tie. Indianapolis loses the season finale in Jacksonville to miss out on the playoffs. They come back, open the season against a far inferior opponent, division opponent, Houston Texans. They lose that game. Given those back-to-back performances, what do you put the, the 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 remaining lifespan on the hot seat for Frank Reich moving forward? It's pretty hot. It's, it's pretty, pretty damn hot. It's pretty damn hot, especially with, you know, going out and getting Matt Ryan and a lot of the prognostication has leaned towards you being the winner of the AFC South this year. It's going to get pretty hot pretty fast. The You Should Be Ashamed of Yourself team of the week goes to the Arizona Cardinals, though, just getting crushed at home by the Chiefs. You're going to be a playoff team, Arizona. You can't get blown yeah. out at home. By Again, the it's the Dallas one. Cowboys are the runner-up for that award. Though I would put Dallas at number one, maybe only because like Brady uh, didn't they, play great. The, no, the offense for Tampa, but, didn't, other but, than playoff Lenny, who was just a bowling ball all game long. But also too, Dak with that injury. I mean, I said I said this all off season long. If Dak stays healthy, Dallas wins that division. Uh oh, Dak is now out for the next four to six weeks. Mason Rudolph time. I don't know who's their backup right now. <laughs> it's Cooper Rush. Didn't you see who came into the game? Yeah, it was Cooper Rush. Uh, I'm kidding, be. by the way. I don't think the Steelers should trade Mason no, to Dallas. But Dallas may make a call. They might make possible. a call. They might make a call to San Francisco, too. But why would the Niners help the team that just bounced them from the playoffs last year? Or that they just that bounced they from bounce, the playoffs? Right, yeah. they bounced. Why would they try to make them better by helping them stabilize Stay alive, their team right. without their starting And then there's really no use for Jimmy G once Dak comes back. But if I hate ugh, injuries always suck though in the NFL because we had Dallas Cowboys, Cincinnati Bengals, four twenty five on CBS next week. Bang, bang, Burrow, Prescott. Now it's Burrow versus Rush. So it's not gonna be the game of the week, is it? I think it still is. I think you already have those determined at this really? point. Really? So looking ahead for the for the Cowboys, they have the Bengals next week. Then they go to New York to face the Giants. Then another NFC East opponent, the Commanders, come to town. Then it's the Rams on the road. Then it's the Eagles on the road. That could spell trouble for the Cowboys. You feeling any type of way about the game tonight? We got Broncos. We got Seahawks. Monday I, night I, I I said in my triple play last week. I got the I got the the Broncos covering. I believe a six and, six a, half and a half point spread. Yeah. You still feel pretty comfortable? Yeah, with I that? feel okay. Seahawks first quarter plus like one thirty five money line. Take it. I bet Seattle goes up like three nothing early or something like that. Little struggle on the offense from Russell Wilson and the new team, but I think you'll get the cover. I think the Broncos will eventually win by ten or something. I just like don't that. see the, the the Seattle offense really clicking, or the defense doing a good enough job to contain Russell Wilson. A lot of people are bringing up the point. Well, Russell Wilson's always played with that twelfth lane advantage to his favor, never against it. So we'll see how he does against that for the first time in his career. You think they give him a standing ovation? I hope so. I would hate to see Seattle boo the best player in their franchise ever. Did you miss any of our show today? Well, guess what? You can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts. Shows like The Drive, In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, The Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes, The Steelers Standard with Tom and Jacob. That one sounds familiar. 
as well as many, many more. They're all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. One more game in week one. Enjoy it tonight. Broncos and Seahawks will be back again later in this week, getting ramped up for Steelers and Patriots in week two. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Opferman, and this has been the Steelers Standard. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.